everyone. Uh, welcome to North Point Plus. This is episode 97. Uh, I have Jake Howard with me. He spoke on Sunday. How you doing, Jake? Solid. How about yourself? Good. Running around a little bit. We had uh, the lunch on the lawn yesterday, Sunday. Which was a ton of fun. That was good. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Did, um, you, uh, did you go through the, uh, the fire hose? I did not. I was too busy face painting. I think my sister and I face painted the whole time, whole yeah. two hours. Yeah. But it was fun talking to the kids. They were having a good time. So I'm pretty sure my daughter it. was at least half an hour of that. Oh yeah, my favorite was just, oh, Sylvia. My mom said I could get another one. I'm like, okay, like as long as your mom said it was fine, <laughs> that's all right with me. But that was fun to see. But uh, do you want to go ahead and talk about what, or give like a little, you know? synopsis of what you talked about on Sunday. Sure. Yeah. So we're working through our um, Crooked Sticks series. And so uh, this week we talked about Josiah. He was one of the uh, last kings towards the end there of uh, Judah. Um, So we talked uh, just kind of about Josiah and this idea that uh, he really came from a crooked family. So he's got like a legacy of of wickedness and all the kind of kings before him. In fact, of the 20 kings in Judah, there's only four um, that were considered good kings, with uh, Josiah being one of them. Um, His grandfather Manasseh uh, was really a terrible king, kind of did a repentance there at at the end of his reign, but a lot of the things during his reign were really, really awful. Um, And then uh, Asa, his dad, who was king for two years and then was killed. And so he's kind of got this dysfunction that he's coming out of. He became king at eight years old, uh, which is bananas to think like a third grader becoming a king. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got to rule. And, and in that time, he actually brought a lot of reformations back and did some incredible stuff uh, by turning the nation of Judah towards God by instituting things like like Passover and getting rid of all of the altars and, and worship of false gods in the area. And uh, really a, a lot of that comes that he did a uh, the, the Passover celebration and this worship of God. We talked about finding um, the book of the law in the temple as they were kind of renovating the temple and how scripture being exposing sin issues for him and the nation and how that just drew him more towards God and how he wanted to kind of make this mark and institute a Passover to be a part of it. So uh, really, even though he had come from dysfunction uh, in his family and it would have been easy as such a young guy, like an eight-year-old taking over his king, for things to go horribly bad, um, this whole crooked situation, God was able to draw a, a straight line um, that kind of brought Reformation back to Judah for a little while. Yeah, and I, I liked how you like put it in terms, that whole part of like them finding like the piece of the law, like mm-hmm. in the like how they acted so surprised. I like how you put it in like terms of like, yeah, if we found, found a Bible, yeah. we were just so removed. Like I thought that like that helped me because at first I was like, I don't like what's the big deal. And then right. you said it like that. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. But. Yeah, I think that story was pretty cool. I liked the way you told it. So Yeah, talking about Jenna cleaning out all the funkiness. The, that was funny. Yeah. Yes, that was funny. But then, too, like you said, I don't know, like the way you explained it, like, oh, he was eight. Like, you, like have you ever been around a third grader? <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine what that would be like? Oh, because man. I think that we read these things in the Bible, we're like, okay. But it's like, yeah. no, think about it. Like, an eight, like eight-year-old, what? Yeah, there's not, I mean, the Bible doesn't have, like filler details in it. Right. So when it says he was eight years old, like they want you to recognize he was a boy king mm-hmm. at this point in time. And that's that's crazy to think about yeah. leading a nation after so much dysfunction and so much heartache and pain and all that. And now it's in a child's hands to mm-hmm. make everything the way it needs to be. Yeah. 
Well, we got a couple questions here for you. So the first one is, what does there's honey in the rock mean? Yeah. So this is based on uh, one of the worship songs mm-hmm. we did Sunday. Uh, sun, Sunday. Uh, yeah, honey in the rock, uh, actually, it comes from a Bible verse. Um, surprise, surprise, right? Uh, Psalm 81.16 says this, uh, He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat, and with honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. So uh, what's cool, a lot of songs that we sing um, have scripture in them. Uh, which is just uh, an incredibly cool way of worshiping is actually pray or, or sing scripture back to God, his own words back to him. But this uh, Honey in the Rock really comes uh, from this idea. So the, the phrase there in the song, uh, you want to sing it? Do you want to, do you hard want to pass. It? Hard pass? Oh, well, you can if you'd like. No, I, no, 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 no. We, I think the people do want to hear um, you sing I think that. Jamie has said, Jake, if you're ever in front of a microphone, do not sing. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> Talk you do. Talk all you want, <laughs> just don't sing. So I will speak the words here. Um It says, there's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got, there's honey in the rock. Uh, And it really, it's this idea that uh, God provides everything that we need even from sources or situations that we may not expect them to come from. So if you look in, look in there, you see three examples of it. Uh, honey in the rock, water in the stone, man on the ground. Those are all provisions that God gave to his people um, from unexpected places in Scripture that God showed up and um, provided in a pretty neat way. And so it's really just uh, emphasizing that idea that God can, can provide even in um, the most unusual way or hardest of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what the phrase honey in the rock mm-hmm. um, kind of reiterates us back to. So kind of yeah. a cool, cool Good song. song. Cool line. I know. I was yeah. going to say, I do like that song. And I know my husband, Jacob, likes that song too. Yeah. So uh, second question, was Josiah also in the line of David when it says his, his father, David, would it be his grandfather or great grandfather? Like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the answer to that is yes. Um, he was of the line of David. Josiah is um, 17 kings, or about 330 years after David, when Josiah begins to take his reign over. Um, so we know that when God uh, brought the people out of Egypt and he had them established as a people group, they were with the judges for a while, and then they said, hey, we want to have our own king like all the other nations, uh, which is kind of a slap in the face to God because God was their king, was their ruler, provider, um, and was doing an excellent job at mm-hmm. it. And yet they wanted to be like everybody else. Um, and so God gave them that. And and kind of told him, like, hey, this is going to ruin you. You are not going to like this, but I'll give you what you're asking for. Um, so God lets them play with fire, in essence, there. And they have Saul to become king. And then um, when Saul dies and his heir, Jonathan, David takes over and have been anointed to be king. Um, and then David's son, Solomon. And so those are the three kings of the United Kingdom there in the United Kingdom, like the United Kingdom of Israel, not like mm-hmm. the king yeah. of England. Right? Noted. Uh, they're noted. They're king of England. Um, so. <laughs> I'm going to get distracted. i got to stop. So uh, <laughs> then it splits off uh, into two separate kingdoms. Rehoboam takes over for Israel, um, the capital like Samaria and all that region to the north. Um, and he is not of the line of David. In fact, all of the kings of Israel, none of them are of the line of David. Um, and the Bible tells us that all of the kings of Israel at that time are wicked kings. None of them did right in the eyes of the Lord. The southern kingdom is Judah, and that stays along the Davidic line. So that's those are the heirs from the line of David all the way down through 20 kings. Four of them were did right in the eyes of the Lord. 16 of them were not. Um, and so to say, yeah, Josiah is of the line of David because he's part of the kingdom of Judah once the kingdom had broken apart. Gotcha. So a little little history. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for you to be like, great, 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 great. great. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I thought about that. Hey, he's the great, 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 Counting great, great. it out. Well, that's yeah. great. Uh, okay, so this third question, very direct. Yeah. Uh, why does Jake Howard think the book that... Sh- 
something. Shafen. Shafen gave to the king was Deuteronomy from Gwen Tehoven. I said Shafen there really confidently. That could be a really Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just do when I pronounce Old Testament names. I just try to do it confidently. Yeah. Knowing that there's a good hey. chance half of them are wrong. Yeah, you fooled me. So Yeah, yeah my uh, my ancient Hebrew in there. Cause, a little rusty. Yeah, you got a Shafen or something like that yeah. maybe. I don't know. I can't do all that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that Gwen threw my name in there. Like, I'm the only one who thinks, why does Jake Howard think Yeah, this? and they're like, <laughs> dash, confidently dash. Confident. Gwen Tillman. <laughs> Come on, Gwen. I love you, Gwen. That's great. Um, so the book of the law is a fairly common phrase uh, all throughout the Old Testament, and it refers specifically to the book of Deuteronomy. Um, so it says the book of the law in the Bible, uh, specifically the Old Testament there. It's actually talking about the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, the book of the Deuteronomy was an expansion of the moral code or, or the covenant law that's based around the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. So he said, here's the Ten Commandments, and then later on they kind of expanded that uh, with the moral code there. Um, so it's referenced a ton in the Old Testament. Um, Deuter- the book of Deuteronomy is actually placed beside the Ark of the Covenant. So when they built... Um, um, the Templar would, or would have the Ark of the Covenant going around and, and kind of as they traveled throughout, they had placed um, the Ten Commandments inside the Ark, mm. but they placed the Book of Deuteronomy beside it. So it's showing it's not the Ten Commandments. It's not that level per se, but it's like adjacent. It's like right there. So it's incredibly, incredibly important. In fact, uh, the Book of Deuteronomy means second law um, because it restates the Ten Commandments in the book of Deuteronomy as well, um, and the centrality importance of the book of Deuteronomy um, is actually like you can you can measure how important this was to people because they required the kings to actually go out and rewrite the book of Deuteronomy mm. and then keep it with them at all times. Mm. So it was that thing like, hey, keep this with you so you know it's kind of cool, like what you're doing. Yeah, it'd be like the president having to keep the, a copy of the Constitution handwritten in his back yeah, pocket. It's right, kinda, but pretty cool. It, it is a pretty cool thing. Like it's just yeah. that constant reminder; it's always there in front mm-hmm. of you, which I think kind of speaks once again to how far away the nation of Judah was, that their kings were supposed to have a handwritten copy with them at all times. Yeah. And like, Josiah's got like no idea about this, mm-hmm. right? And this pops up. So some some would argue and say it's the book of Deuteronomy. Some would say it's just a couple chapters, and that's why like Josiah's like, man, I didn't know about this part of mm-hmm. Deuteronomy. Like so, so there's debate there, but most people would agree that um, the book of the law here is Deuteronomy because that phrase is used again and again in the Old Testament to refer to Deuteronomy, that same kind of phrase right here. Mm, gotcha. So it's not just me. It's not just <laughs> Jake. I like it, though, Gwen. Yeah, Jake, come on come now. Come on. Call uh, me out. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so next question. Yeah. Is it possible that King Josiah's age contributed to him being a reformer? Perhaps because he was so young, he lacked the seared conscious that many in his family and culture had also great message jake i wasn't gonna say that you you paused i did i pause. felt the pause yeah, i got the question i hesitated i hesitated <laughs> I it, it was good i told you earlier it was good <laughs> oh that's fun uh yeah uh that's a great question uh, did his age contribute to him being a reformer it's so unique because he was a child king eight years old, a third grader. And so what does that mean? My guess is that there was, I don't know, maybe a vice regent or or somebody who was kind of helping him rule or ruling mm-hmm. in his stead for a few years. So he would have come more of age. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been his mom, could have been whoever. Um, like I said, so there's there's some history here. His great-grandfather is Hezekiah. Hezekiah was, was a great king, um, led people back to, to worshiping God, the one true God. His son Manasseh was a terrible king for most of his reign. And then we have this little piece in the Bible that shows us like, hey, Manasseh um, repented. 
to be a part of it. Uh, the hard part is he'd already done so much damage, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the nation of Israel that maybe maybe Manasseh repented and that's good for him, but it was still bad for for Judah. Um, then Asa takes over and he dies two years in. He's assassinated. It just was doing the bad things of his dad as well. And so realistically, if there was any influence for Manasseh's repentance towards the end of his life, I mean, we're talking that Josiah would have been five, four, five, six, maybe in that time frame mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know how much of an influence that could be. Maybe hearing the stories of that, seeing some of the changes. That, my guess is he's heavily influenced by the people around him. And this is pure speculation, like, mm-hmm. like genuinely. Like, we don't know. We don't have this in Scripture to know why. Um, I'm just giving speculation here that there's probably people around him who poured into him um, to say, like, hey, look at Hezekiah and how things worked out for him in the nation. Um even like your grandfather who, who led way astray and had a lot of horrible things going on. Even he recognized at the end of his life, and man, your dad didn't at all, and look what happened to him. So like, mm-hmm. man, there's, there's something here to this, a following after this, this one true guy. Like I think there's an argument there that could have like been compelling. Uh, maybe somebody in the court um, it was an influence on his life. Uh, so I don't know, uh, maybe being younger, he was more open to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think God probably allowed this to happen at a young age to draw this straight line, um, as opposed to somebody who was less impressionable when they got older, like mm-hmm. they felt like they had it figured out or whatever, like he still uh, could be formed, could be molded in some way. So I think there's, there's definitely probably, definitely probably um, <laughs> something with the fact that he's, he's young mm-hmm. in here. Um, we just don't know exactly how that oh, yeah. played out. I I like how you told the story like with like Jim Carrey before because mm-hmm. it's like this could have been so bad, yeah. like this could have and it was it was already going downhill. So like it could have just been terrible and like especially when you're thinking about a third grader, yeah. just yeah that could be so horrible. So I like how you like painted that picture first of like yeah could have. <laughs> but it didn't. But it didn't, yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of play there. Emotional maturity, experience, mm-hmm. wisdom, just living life in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure he had the best education available and all those things. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is there's Josiah's uh, story has tragedy in it too. Like if we were to continue reading on, and, and we just can't get into everything on right. Sundays, um, what happens is uh, uh, Pharaoh Necho from Egypt comes through Judah because he is going to help the Assyrians up above who had taken over the northern mm-hmm. kingdom by this time fight against the invading Babylonians. So like the Assyrians and the Egyptians are getting together to stop the Babylonians because they view them as a threat. But in order for them to combine, they have to go through Judah. Mm. And this kind of like offends, it looks like in some ways, um, Josiah. And so Josiah goes to um, Megiddo to meet and fight against the Egyptians there. Like they're just walking through his country. And so he like goes to stop it. And, and it says that God spoke through Pharaoh Necho, which is an incredible thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a guy who believes in, in the one true mm-hmm. God anyway, and God is utilizing him. So like, let's have that theological yeah. discussion at a later time. Right. And um, it tells him like, Hey, what are you doing here? Josiah? like, my beef is not with you. Hmm. Like go home go home. Like, I'm just, I'm just, just passing through here, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just trying to stop this. This is kind of a threat to you too. Which one of us do you really want to be against? And Josiah apparently chose the Babylonians in some ways because he fought Pharaoh Necho. It says he like disguised himself as a warrior hmm. and was shot, um, mortally wounded, went back to Jerusalem and died. Huh. And, and, and in some ways it's like, man, if, if you'd have just been obedient to the word of the Lord through Pharaoh, Maybe he trusted too much yeah. in, in, in trying to figure out his allies as opposed to what God yeah. had in store. Uh, there's also the idea that God said, I'm going to judge the nation of Judah for all of their sin. 
but you won't be a part of that, Josiah. Mm. Um, so shortly after Josiah dies, like the judgment all comes raining down pretty heavy. Yeah, that's just crazy because like we're obviously never going to know God's grand scheme of things and plan for everything. But it's just crazy how those little things happen where you're just like, what? Well, it is, it's just very interesting because like in, in the history of the world, mm-hmm. like Babylon and Assyria fighting, and I, oh man, I can't think of the name uh, of the, the, the region there, but it's like a major renowned world battle that happens because mm-hmm. you see this massive shift in like dominant power in the world from the Assyrians to the Babylonians mm-hmm. as the Babylonians, Nebuchadnezzar, beats um, the Assyrian king and beats the Egyptian king and like they become the dominant power in the world for a while there um, and well known and all that and there's like this small battle before the battle here that what if yeah you know they would have won that could that have changed world history in some ways would it not have really mattered and like Babylon would have just kept on coming down you know would it have paired Babylon and, and Judah together God's people which wouldn't have been right you know mm-hmm. so I don't think I would have allowed that God obviously didn't allow that so like it's just an interesting thing when you look at world history like once again, there's God's people like in the middle of it in some ways. Yeah, yeah, I think that I don't. I think that's interesting. I was gonna ask you too. I don't know if it's like kind of everything you talked about, but just like while you were studying this and beginning, uh, like preparing to talk about it, like was there anything that like stuck out to you that you thought was like extra cool? Or mm-hmm. I know you were talking about how like you thought it was cool when he like what like dug up the bones like. It's whatever yeah, you were like you were getting cool to me like nobody else i could see it's fun to see like at times when you're like on the stage and, oh. down, and i'm like man he like dug up bones and everyone's like yes yeah, so, and and big deal that's a little weird um but that to me was just cool because like not only did he like right the wrong that had been done in his current time mm-hmm. but it's like he's going back and, and and like desecrating the bones of these former priests just shows like how far once again, how far removed and how much Josiah was pursuing God mm-hmm. that it was like, I don't want a trace of this. In there. And it oh, even yeah. says at one point in time um, that there was like a, a priest who stood up against those and, and like prophesied that Josiah was going to come and do this at one point in time. And so they come to Josiah and like, hey, we're in that region. This is actually the bones of the guy who said like, you were going to do what you're doing now. And Josiah, Josiah was like, oh, cool. Leave him buried. Like, let him be because he did what was right. But all the other guys around him who were like against him in their time period Bring them on up. We're crushing, spreading, and burning those guys. Like Pretty we're getting, hardcore. We're getting rid- oh, man. Like, like as, a, as a dude, I'm like, man, put that in a movie. That's cool. That's, <laughs> That's an action movie cool. I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Let's, dude, I would watch tons of action movies based on the Old Testament because oh, it I is know. brutal. I know. I talk about it all the time where, like, well, yeah. even I, like, I grew up in the church my whole life, and there sometimes there are stories where mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we said earlier. People are like, okay, yep, and, like, move on, where it's like, no, like, realize what's happening here. Yeah. And, like, if you saw that in a movie, you'd be like, oh, shoot, like, this is yeah. serious stuff. Yeah. But it's just because it's, I don't know, it's the way it's written or just yeah. people don't always really like dive deep or hear it like um, described certain ways but right and, and it's hard it's, I mean, it's ancient text oh yeah you know what yeah. I mean so and just the writing styles are different and everything like that right and then sometimes like you said the like details. we're we don't know it all like right. we're just you know trying to fill in the gaps right. but yeah I thought this was like a really good interesting story and I like I said I liked how you described certain things of it and help kind of like dumb it down for me like talk to me like i'm five <laughs> yeah it's fun and i like that we're doing the series and they're talking about some of the more obscure at times 
Um, yeah. Or, or stories we, we kind of know that they're in the yeah. Bible. Yeah. But do we really know their story mm-hmm. as much? Um, Josiah feels like one of those to me. Yeah. Um, you know, we've also talked about, um, we talked about Moses. We talked about Peter. Those are fairly mm-hmm. common. We've all, all kind of talked about those. Um, we've got some other ones coming up, some that are, are bigger names, some that are a little more Josiah level mm-hmm. as far as how much we know or how much the text tells us about them. Yeah. So those are fun. I love I love when we do character ones on, on like some of these little lesser known ones. Yeah. That's, oh. that's fun. Well, thank you, Jake for talking and going through all these questions that everybody sent in good stuff yeah um so uh go ahead and like like <laughs> like 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 Double this like <laughs> subscribe share do every do all that stuff um and we will see you on sunday and then next week for north by plus